Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest episode of the Cortalinish podcast. I'm your host, Zach Lowy, uh, here to bring you your show for all things Portuguese football. Uh, today, we've got a really special guest for you. We have Bosco, a supporter of one of the biggest clubs in Portugal, I, I have to say, uh, one of the biggest fan bases in Portugal, a team that's had kind of a hot and cold season. But I have a feeling that Vasco uh, is going into this week, the first full week of March, uh, with a smile on his face after yesterday's <laughs> results. How are you doing today, Vasco? Oh, well, first of all, let me thank you for this invitation to be here. It's always a pleasure to be talking about my football club uh, with a guy like you that understands a lot of the Portuguese culture and the Portuguese football. But uh, yeah, I'm feeling really good after, after yesterday. Of course, all season we haven't been playing um, uh, a good football. Let's say some games we are playing good, some, some games we play uh, awful. But yesterday we got the three points against a team that, uh, um, that was playing well. Uh, get, I think, three straight victories that Family Count had. So it was a um, really good three points. We didn't play... Uh, great, but we did play good. Um, we scored, the Family Count scored first with a free kick, and then um, we actually came back on the game uh, playing a really good game. But um, yeah, we haven't been consistent all season, and that's why we are in sixth place fighting uh, for that sixth European spot, let's hope. Um, but yeah, it hasn't been a good season for us, but let's hope the next games we can. Um, we can fight more and we can get the, the place, the, Euro, the European place that we all want. Absolutely. I remember uh, watching the Famalicao-Vitoria match back in October. It's funny, it was almost the exact same match because yeah. Famalicao went ahead from Simon Banza, I think, in the first one. This one, I, f- I think they went ahead via... I'm trying to think, who do they, who do they take the lead from? Anyways, they... Yeah. Uh, when? When? In, it, yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. Yesterday, the fir- uh, the first goal was for uh, from Pepia. I think right. it was a, a non goal, but the fr- the free kick taker was Pepia. Right. Exactly. Yeah, or something. I don't know, but it was really early, like uh, the first game in the season against Famalicão. It right. was like a thing. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, Vitoria once again uh, conceding first, but then. Yeah. Uh, going on to take a 2-1 win um, and via goals from Oscar Stupinian and Diogo Flip, uh, from from Hoshinia. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it, it seems like Vitoria are a side that Famalicão typically have difficulty with. Um, I think that, I'm trying to think, I think that the only time that they have beaten Vitoria since they came back into the top flight was the final day of the season to like, or maybe the second to last day of last season. Uh, yeah, I think it was the second last. Yeah, 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 yeah. When Vitoria basically had nothing to play for, and Famalicão did, they they needed to you know secure their safety status. So yeah, 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 yeah. Big win for Vitoria. What what did you make of this match? Uh, you know, we we saw how Vitoria opened uh, February with a with another emotional two one win against Braga, then, of course, going on to lose uh, pretty much every single match uh, to, to close out the month. We'll see if it's, if it's, if it's something real or, or just another flash in the pan like that Braga match was. But uh, I'm curious, what were your thoughts on Pepa's 
uh, setup going into this match? Um, well, I think that the starting eleven was uh, was decent. I, I don't really. Um, it was our defense uh, hasn't be, has been really poor this season. Our attack is like the same thing uh, since Edwards left. Lameiras has been playing uh, on the wings with Rochinha and the striker, the main striker is always Oscar Stupinanda. He's bagging, he's bagging goals uh, every single match. And if it wasn't for him, I think we would be in big trouble. Uh, the midfield, uh, playing with Alfa, Tiago Silva, and I think Andre Almeida. Yeah, it, it was the midfield. Um, a really good midfield. I think Vitoria, um, this is the one of the best midfields that we've got in the last like three years. Uh, Alfa Smiedo, apart from the red cards that he's, he gets, like, uh, apart from the cards, not only the red cards, I think he's been playing good. Um, he's fast, he's strong, and I think uh, he's a good defensive midfielder. We have Tiago Silva, that uh, he's, he played really, really well last, uh, last game, and Andre Almeida. Andre Almeida, one of the best players here at the club that has been playing well. I think he needs to start every single game. Uh, he's just brilliant. He plays for the under-21s in Portugal, and I think he should start every single game. He was the man of the match um, last game. And then the defense. Uh, the defense that we played yesterday probably, uh, I'm not going to say is it's the best, but because there are many, many defenders that we have that are not good, uh, like Jorge Fernandes. He has the desire, he has the passion, but I don't think he has the quality to play at Vitoria. Um, Mumin, Mumin, it's like he plays one game really good and the other game I think he, he makes stupid mistakes against Porto. Um, uh, yesterday I think he didn't play a bad match but he didn't play really good. Um, the, the fullbacks, we have a problem with fullbacks. Right now um, we have Miguel Maga, the right back from the youth team that has been playing really well and I think he's going to be a starter. Um, for, for the rest of the season, until Bruno Gaspar is, is fit. Uh, then we have the left-back, Rafa Suarez, that um, I don't think is really good. I don't think is really good. The only thing that I think that he can do is just like crossing and probably it's... Uh, I don't think he runs fast. I think he doesn't defend really well. And I think he's got a lot of problems in terms of... Because the left-back position is really hard to do. And I don't think Rafa Suarez has the, has the quality to to make um, that position really good. And then we have the goalkeepers, Bruno Varela and Tremal, good goalkeepers. Uh, Bruno Varela sometimes makes some mistakes, but I think he is, uh, is a good goalkeeper. So overall, it was um, a good starting eleven. Uh, but yeah, I think we got the three points. It was really good, a really important victory, as I said. And um, yeah, I think... It, the lineup that we had yesterday, I think it was one of the best lineups. We had uh, we had Antoni Borevkovic. I think he was on the bench because he played a really bad game against Lunenschad, and I think he yes, probably the confidence is now just went down. But uh, yeah, I think the lineup was good, and the results show it. So yeah, absolutely. You mentioned a lot of interesting players I want to talk about, but. Before we get into those players, I want to get to uh, a question uh, that, that we had from one of our listeners. Guys, you know, if you have any questions, make sure to, to get them in before the podcast. We're happy to answer every one of them. Um, but yeah, this question comes from our friends at Longball Football Podcast. Guys, if you haven't yet, definitely make sure you follow them. That's Longball uh, mm -hmm. 
football, okay, the Portuguese spelling of football, uh, very good account that covers Portuguese football. Uh, you definitely want to be following them uh, yeah. if you want to stay up to date on, on the Primera Liga. But they asked, you know, from the outside, it looks like things are in a bad way. Poor recruitment, selling key players in January, financial issues. I know they have elections immediately. How did Vasco uh, vote and what changes would he want? Uh, so our, our friends at Longball, referring to the upcoming uh, presidential elections um, from Vitoria de Guimarães, I, I did notice that I think um, last week it was Zero Zero who, who had an interview with each of the candidates. Uh, so we are seeing candidates with, uh, I think, Antonio Miguel Cardoso, uh, yeah. the, and then let's see who who just announced and Alex Costa. Right, exactly. So, yeah. what are your thoughts on this upcoming election? Your thoughts on the the outgoing president? Um, I know that Carlos Freitas recently yeah. left the place. I don't believe he was the president. I believe he was just the sporting director. Is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was. He was. He was. What with are your Miguel well, um, let's say Miguel Pinto-Lisboa um, did good things and bad things, okay? Um, uh, for obvious reasons, I will not say uh, who did I or who I did vote for, but I think the president that was elected, I think he is a good president. I think he will take the club. I'm not going to say to the next step because I think the club is in a mess in terms of financial issues, um, the payments of the, for the players because there are two months on delay on the payments of the players. So... Yeah, I, I think Pintlisboa made really Sorry, bad mistakes. Can you, just, can you just clarify, with regards to the payments of the players, do you mean salary payments? Salary, or salary, salaries. We were, we were like on two months or something. I, I think so, or one more two months. So, yeah, it, it, there are many financial issues at the club. Of course, um, Miguel Pintlisboa did really good things. Um, he was the president that I did vote for in two, back in 2019. Um, because he had a, a really good program, electoral pro program, and I think he was the best president to take the club to the next step, let's say that. But he has been through a pandemic, okay? I don't think... Um, the pandemic was a situation that we, we've we never seen, like, uh, in, the, in, the, in the past years, and it was a really difficult situation to deal with, like uh, signing players, but... Um, we signed the most players uh, and expensive players, let's say that, in the pandemic, in the pandemic time. And I think Pint Lisboa um, didn't have to make it because we spent man, uh, much money, really much money on players um, in the pandemic time. And we don't have the capacity to, to buy uh, like uh, three, one million players. Like we bought Lyle Foster in the last season, a striker. I don't know if you're if you know him, but we bought him for like 1.2 million. We bought Tremal. We bought this year in a pandemic year, uh, actually. We bought Alpha Smith for like, I don't know what it was like, uh, 1.8 million, but I'm not sure. Um, uh, there were things that I couldn't understand um, in the point of view of the president, but there were some good things that... Um, that Miguel Pintlisboa did. Now we let's say that we are uh, the owners of our own destiny because Miguel Pintlisboa is now uh, bought, bought the 51% of the of the capital of the club. Uh, so let's say that we are the owners of our own destiny. 
and I think it was the best thing that uh, that he did. Of course, the um, uh, the football results that we had in the past two and a half years were were really bad, were really poor. Last season we got like we got seventh place, and it was really a mess because we got like four managers, and I think we didn't deal the best way uh, in that way. So. Uh, the first manager uh, that season, the last season, was Thiago Mendes. I didn't think he, he didn't manage a club before, and I did think that it was it was um, a, not uh, not a bad choice because, of course, we didn't see him work uh, yet. But um, uh, it was a risky decision. It was a risky de decision. Then he, he left for like three or four games. We just won one game, and we were playing really, really bad. Then we got Joan Rich. Jean Rich got good, really good results in the first games, but then, but then we went out of confidence and we lost many games. Then we got Vino, we got Moriano, two academy, two academy managers. And I think in terms of managing the 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 players, the managers, and getting the the sports results, I think we didn't get it. And I think uh, that's why Miguel Pintlisbo left because we were paying. Uh, for like players and for managers and for everyone, we last year in salaries uh, we paid like 17 million euros. It's like the same with Braga, and we didn't get the results like that Braga did. So it was a a, a bad, I think, a bad two and a half years for Miguel Pintlisboa. But I think the pandemic, the pandemic time, really affected him. So I can't judge him on that. But he made really poor decisions, and I think um, uh, let's hope that the new president can do some some good things because he will take the club in a mess, and I think uh, it will be hard to to get the club back where it belongs, but let's let trust, let's trust on him. He asked for trust and we will give him trust, we will give him confidence and we will support him until the end. So, yeah. We've talked a lot about that Benfica transfer window in 2020 where they, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, they bought yeah. lots of uh, Darwin, Nunes, Pedrinho, Luca Walter. Yeah, that Vitoria window, though, in the same window, that that was something else, though. I, I always referred to it as, like, career mode on steroids or, like, football manager on steroids because they kind of uh, ended up just buying just all of these players. Matush Thermal, Lyle Foster, yeah. Dennis Wilpoha. You've, you also got a lot of players coming on free transfers, such as Bruno Varela, uh, Abdul Mumin, Ricardo Quaresma. Um but I, I'm curious, you know, going to, to those two players, two of those players we mentioned, Matush Thermal and Bruno Varela. Thermal, uh, at the start of the season, we were, we were regarding this player as, as a potential breakout star in the Primera, starting uh, in the place of uh, Bruno Varela, who was injured and did fairly well, but has been relegated to the bench following Varela's return. I'm curious, what are your thoughts on these two goalkeepers? Why do you think Varela um, is is continuing with the starting spot? Okay, so let me say that Bruno Varela and Termal, they're probably the best goalkeepers that we we have like in ages. In ages, we have like finally, finally, we have two really brilliant goalkeepers. Um, Termal started really well the season. I think he was the goalkeeper with most clean sheets in the first month of the of the season. 
but then he made a mistake against Taroka. I, uh, against Taroka, we drew 2 2 away, and the, um, the next games just Bruno Varela was playing. Um, I really like Termal. I really like Termal. He was playing really well in the start of the season, but then I don't, I don't know what happened. Piapa just, um, just relegated him to the bench. I don't know why, because he was playing really good. Um, but that Aroka game, I think, uh, uh, he didn't play really that bad because it was for defensive mistakes that we drew that game. But um, in the last, in, I think it was in the 95th minute that they got um, the, the goal, the late goal. Uh, Tremal could have saved it. And I think uh, Piepa, um, I, I don't know, that's for him that um, Piepa relegated him from the, for, the, for the bench. But uh, yeah, yeah, Tremal is a good goalkeeper. But Bruno Varela has been playing good too. He's a, a good goalkeeper. So uh, it was a really good investment, Tremal for, for one million. But Bruno Varela has been playing good too. Sometimes he makes mistakes, of course, but... Who doesn't make any mistakes in the goalkeeping uh, in the goalkeeping spots? But um, yeah, finally, I think for the last six or seven years, or, or even ten years, uh, we had we we haven't like we haven't had like uh, two brilliant goalkeepers like Tremal and Bruno Varela. We had like really a lot of problems with the goalkeepers like Miguel Silva. We had Miguel Silva. He, he started really well. I think it was 2015, but then. He had a massive issue of confidence and he, he made many mistakes. Douglas, of course, he played for like six or seven straight years at our goalkeeping spot and um, he made many mistakes, but he saved us many times. And I think finally we have two goalkeepers that we can say that they are bad. Um, Termal was a good investment. Bruno Varela um, last season saved us many, many different times. He made mistakes, but he saved us a million times. I don't think we had finished seventh if Bruno Varela um, made some important saves. And I think finally we have two brilliant goalkeepers. And um, yeah, I think that, that's it. You know, Vitoria de Guimarães are a club that has exported a lot of talent in recent years. A lot of players who, uh, you know, even if they aren't at the top level, have turned out to be very good uh, Primera Liga players. You know, and that's that's no easy feat. Um, we've seen just looking at back to uh, the summer of 2018, we saw Rafinha, now at Leeds United, going to Sporting, Gislan Conan mm -hmm. going to Rem, uh, Rafael Martins, one of the best players on Morenense, going to ZJ Greentown. A few, a few months later, we saw Edmund Tapsova um, heading to Bayer Leverkusen. Um, uh, we also saw Al-Mushrati going to Hiwab on loan before joining Braga um, on a free transfer the following summer. And, of course, this, this past January window, we saw various uh, big, big departures uh, the captain, Andre Andre, going to Itihad. Uh, Fala Isako moving to San Etienne. Um, and Marcus Edwards, of course, the biggest name uh, from that bunch, heading to Sporting on the January deadline day. I'm curious, who do you think is going to be the next Vitoria player to secure a big win? Well, goal? I have two players in mind that can, that can become really top players. And that's... 
that players that I'm thinking of is André Almeida and Tomás Andel. I think they have a big potential, uh, a top potential to become one of the best players in its position uh, in the league and not only Vitória, in the league. And I think uh, André Almeida playing like that, playing like he played yesterday. Uh, André Almeida started playing in 1920 with Yves um, He started playing in the first two months and he was relegated to the bench and we haven't seen him that season no more. But André Almeida played uh, the first uh, the first month with Vieira, the first senior team month. Um, he played at the Emirates Stadium when we went to the Europa League. One of the best games that I've seen my uh, my club playing football. Uh, André Almeida played a really good uh, a really good uh, match, um, but not just only against Arsenal. Um, that season, I think André Almeida was one of the best players. But Vieira didn't trust him. And we saw that André Almeida is really good last season. He was one of the key players to, uh, to our season. He scored uh, important goals and two beautiful goals against Famalicão and, and Moreirense, if I'm not wrong. And I think he's a player that has a lot of potential. I think if, if he played for Porto, if he played for, for Sporting or Benfica, I think he would get more uh, recognition. You know, he, he was um, he's a player. I'm not I'm not going to compare him like Vitinha because Vitinha is absolutely exceptional and he's in on, a, on, a, on another level. But Andre Almeida, I think, is class. I think if he played for Porto, many people will talk him uh, will talk about him more. And I think he, he's the next player to get the next big move and to get us. Um, millions of euros, so as Tomás Andel. But um, Tomás Andel started this season. Uh, he started really, really well this, this season. He has a brilliant left foot. Left foot. He's, he is smart. And I think he's one of the best players that, uh, that we have in form. But he needs to prove himself. He needs to get more game time because in terms of talent, in terms of potential, I think he's one of the best players that we have. But Alfa Smith is playing really good. The last games, Tomás Andel hasn't been so good as in the beginning of the season. But if Tomás Andel uh, plays more and if he plays really well, like um, the first game that he played... Um, against our rivals Braga, if he plays like that and if he's consistent, I think he can become one of the best players at our club. Not in just our, our club, but in the in, in his position. That's why he's playing on the under twenty one from Portugal and Almeida too. So these two these two players I think they can become um the next big moves uh, of of my football club. Yeah absolutely I mean we've talked about this before uh, I, I do think that the strongest asset of Vitoria is in their midfield right now. Looking at, uh, you mentioned Tomas Handel, Andre Almeida, you've also got Alfa Semedo, Nicolas Jandier, Thiago Silva, uh, some very decent options in midfield. I definitely think that attack and defense are quite a bit weaker. So I would say that midfield and, and the goalkeeper position are probably Vitoria's two strongest assets. What, if, if you were Peppa, what would be your starting midfield? Well, I, uh, it's, it's really hard for me because I really like Tomás Andel, but Alfa Smiedo is playing really good. He's really talented. I think um, he, 
he deserves to start uh, to start more often. Uh, more often, no, because he starts uh, more often. But um, I think he would be the main defensive midfielder. But I really like Tomas Andal. But Alpha Smith right now, I think, is the best option that we have because of the form of Tomas Andel. Because if Tomas Andel was on a really good shape, I would probably pick Tomas because he's really talented. Uh, Andre Almeida needs to start every single game and he proved that uh, yesterday he's, he's brilliant at everything that he does. He improved a lot since 1920. He's fast, he can dribble very well, he can get, he can get past like two, three, four players and make the last pass for the player to finish. Um, he has the desire to play. Uh, so I think he needs to start every single game. He knows the culture of the football club, which is really important because he's a Vitoria fan. He grew up here in Guimarães, and I think um, we need players like him on the team. So, of course, Tomás Andel uh, would be uh, like him, but I think Alfa Smed uh, has been playing really good. And then the other position on the midfield, we have Tiago Silva that I think is the best, um, is the best that can start. So the midfield that played yesterday, I think it's the best midfield that uh, that we have. Of course, you mentioned and well, Nicolas Anvier. Um, I don't think he's really ready to start um, to start uh, some matches like Tiago Silva or Andre Almeida. I think alone would be would would be perfect for him. But I don't think to, uh, Jean Via has the potential, of course, but I don't think right now he has the potential to start every single game, like Andre Almeida. But yeah, I think the, the midfield that played yesterday is our best midfield. But let's mention, well, um, we need to mention as well Tomas Andel because I think him and Alfa Smiedo, we, we have really talented defensive midfielders and I don't think it's really hard to choose Alfa Smiedo and Tomas Andel. But yeah, for, from the recent games, I would probably pick Alpha Smith. But Tomas Andale is really good too. We've got nine matches remaining uh, in the 2021-22 Primera Liga campaign, and the top scorers list. We've got Darwin Nunes at the top with 20 goals. Uh, definitely seems like the Uruguayan is running away with the top scorers award. Uh, number two, Ricardo Horta with. 15 goals uh, for Braga. Number three, Luis Diaz, of course, uh, now at Liverpool. And then you've got a two-way tie at fourth place between Medi Taremi of Porto and Fran Navarro uh, with 13 goals. Uh, number six, currently occupied as well, another two-way tie between Evan Nielsen of Porto and Oscar Stupinian. Um Sorry, three-way tie between Evan Nielsen, Oscar Supinian, and Simon Banza at 11 goals. Right behind them in ninth place, we've got another two-way tie uh, between Paulinho and Pita Musa. Um, we've talked a lot about strikers who are, who are doing really well outside of the big three. Uh, looking at Beto from Porto Monange last season was a phenomenal campaign. Uh, before getting that move to Udinese. Uh, now this season, we've got Fran Navarro, the Spanish striker who is really firing Gil Vicente uh, to, to the cusp of European football. Um, we've got Simon Banza, another summer rival who's doing quite well at Tamalicao, uh, as well as Pitar Musa, who, who has been uh, really the talisman for this Boavista side. 
But one player who we have not talked that much about is Oscar Stupinian. Um, I think that part of that has to do with the fact that, you know, unlike Banza or Musa or Navarro, uh, Oscar Estupinian is not a new arrival. He, he joined uh, Vitoria from Once Caldas, um, mm-hmm. 11 Candles, <laughs> the, the Colombian side uh, in 2017, uh, and eventually ended up going out on loan to Barcelona, uh, the Ecuadorian club, as well as uh, Denizilspor in Turkey. And, you know, not too old either. You know, 25, just turned 25 in December and is is doing fairly well at Vitoria de Guimaraes. I think that uh, he has, he is one of the, the players who has missed the most chances in the in the entire Primera campaign. But, you know, when, when you look at, like, most chances missed across the leagues, uh, you will see guys like, Kylian Mbappe on there, you know, top, top quality players. And I think that that, that, that shows you, I'm not saying that Oscar Supignan is the Colombian Kylian Mbappe, but it, it, you can, you can only miss those chances if you get into those scoring positions. Uh, that's something that Oscar does very well. And that's something that, you know, maybe we need to give him a little bit more credit for. What are, what are your thoughts on Oscar Supignan? Well, Oscar Stupinan has been by far this season by far our best player because he's bagging the goals. Uh, but I think in terms of uh, aerial capacity to score with headers, I think he's one of the best in the league. I have no doubt about that. I don't. I don't know how many goals he has with adding, with headers. Uh, sorry, but I think he's probably got like seven or eight goals with uh, with headers. Um, he has like a problem for me because I don't know if you watched Benfica Vitoria in the first 10 minutes of the game Oscar Stupinian had two big chances one v one against Vlacodimus and he, he missed them too He's, he, I think he shot the, both, both of them to the middle of the goal and uh, Vlacodimus had two easy saves and that's the main problem of Stupinian he can score with headers he can score um uh, he can score goals, but I think he could have scored more if um, if the if he worked more on his feet. Because there aren't many games that we see Oscar Stupinian scoring with his left foot. Uh, I think he's um, he's left footed. Um, but if you see, uh, if you if you watch the Vitoria games, um, mostly of of uh, Oscar Stupinian goals are from heading or are from corners, from free kicks, from crosses. And I think we would, uh, Oscar Stupinan, if he was good with his feet, um, I think he would probably uh, get like 15 or 16 goals this season. I think he's a good striker. He's a brilliant striker, but he could, um, not a brilliant striker, he's a good striker, but I think he could, um, he could have been brilliant, he could be brilliant, I'm sorry, if, uh, if he worked more on his feet, uh, because there are many big chances that he misses. Um, with through balls, and we've seen that against Benfica, as I said before. So I think he would have got more goals if um, if he worked more on his feet. But I think, well, he's, he has got a desire to, uh, as well, he's really, really strong, and he can win every single ball um, in an aerial position. So I think he has been our, our best striker for like three or four years. Uh, so yeah, he has, he has been scoring goals, which is the most important thing uh, for a club to survive, 
and Oscar Stupinian um, is a good striker, but he can be brilliant if he works more on his um, on uh, on his uh, on his feet, foot skills. And I think, uh, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, Oscar Stupinian. I I would not recommend him. I would not say that he's he's more uh, ready for a big move than Simon Banza, Fran Navarro, or Pita Musa. But he is a good player, a player who. Uh, has really stepped up as the team's leader in attack following the departure of Marcus Edwards uh, to Sporting. Estupinian, obviously a center forward. Edwards, on the other hand, a winger. Uh, looking at the op- looking at Vitoria's options on the flanks following Edwards' departure to Sporting, uh, we've got Ricardo Quaresma, who uh, is is 38 years of age. And frankly, I, I think that it will be Quaresma's final season at Vitoria. We'll see what happens. But we've got Quaresma, we've got Ruben Lamairas, a former Tottenham and former Famalicao player. Um, yes. We've also got the likes of Hoshinha, the captain, who scored a, fa- a fantastic goal in the win yes. against, uh, against Famalicao yesterday. Um, we've, you've also got Jenny Katamo, a Mozambican winger, 21 years of age, who, who joined from Sporting in January as part of the Marcus Edwards deal, um, as well as Nelson Deluche, who, of course, scored that, uh, that goal in the winning goal in the 2-1 victory against Baraga and has already gotten um, onto, the, onto the goal sheet. I'm curious what what are your what are your thoughts on Vitoria's options in in the winger positions? Uh, do you feel that they they have what it takes to replace Marcus Edwards? Well, uh, Marcus Edwards, I think he's on a different level. Okay, Marcus Edwards uh, was the best player that I've seen playing for my football club, but by far. Uh, I think we don't, of course, we don't have any Marcus Edwards on the bench and any Marcus Edwards playing right now. But I think we have good wingers. Rochina, one of the best players at our club too. I think one of my favorite players as well. Uh, one of the best players too. Uh, we have Ruben Lameiras. Ruben Lameiras arrived, I think, yeah, it was last season that he arrived. He is not brilliant, but I think he has the desire as well. He runs at every single ball. Against Braga, he made a fantastic game, a really brilliant game. I think he was the MVP. Um, Nelson Deluge. Nelson Deluge started playing, I, I, I don't remember what game, I think. Ah, he got in against Julius Jont. He scored the first, in the first game that, uh, that he came in against Julius Jont. I think we lost 3-2. Of course, we lost against Julius Jont. Then he scored against Sportimunense, the first goal. I think he was a starter. Yeah, he was a starter. And then he scored that late goal against Braga. And with 10 men, one of the best games that I've seen my my football club playing too. Uh, with 10 men winning against Braga, brilliant. But I think we have good wingers. Uh, I, I was forgetting about Jenny Katam and um, Ricardo Quaresma. Ricardo Quaresma, I don't know what he's doing. Uh, right now, because uh, playing for my cl- uh, my football club, because I don't think now he's really old. I don't think he he has the capacity to do more. Because now the opponents know what uh, what feint, what dribble he's going to do. Because it's it's really predictable. Um, he, he, 
he can't run really too much right now and i think it's really easy for the opponents to to get the ball from him and i don't think he can he can be the quaresma like from three or four years ago um janikatam janikatam didn't play too much so i don't have a, really an opinion about him but uh, what from what i've seen from him i think he's really fast um i think he controls really good the ball but i i can't say really no more about him uh because i i've seen from like from him like th two or three games so i i don't have really an opinion so overall we have good wingers um if we had marcus edwards we had brilliant wingers we had we have like hoshinha one of the best players and then ruben lameiras for me, in my personal opinion, I would start even more Nelson Deleuze because I think he, in f he has three goals in four games, which is ridiculous. Um, so I would start him more. But Ruben Lameiras has been playing well. He has the desire. He has the passion to play. He, he runs at every single ball. So that's why he's not the most talented player that we have. But I think... Um, He's a good winger, and when he's focused and when he's concentrated, I think he can do really good things, and we saw that against Braga. So, yeah, if he's consistent, if he, if he starts to be consistent, I think he can be um, a, a really good winger. He's a good winger, but he can be even more, even more good if he, if, he plays more, if he plays more consistently. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think in terms of wings, it's not our problem. Our main problem is our defense, as I said. In terms of attacking, we are good. Uh, midfield, we are great. Defensively, we are miserable. I don't, uh, it's always the same thing. But in terms of the wings, I don't think we, we need any changes.